Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am so excited to talk with Amy Fabian Crump. We connected probably a few months ago, and she is here to talk about grief today. And this is something that has not been given enough airtime and is something we can all relate to and something that we all experience in a number of different ways. So today, she's here to talk about brave new beginnings and her experience in going through the loss, grief, and healing process of losing her sister. And especially during this past two years of the pandemic, there's been so much grief, but in times of isolation. So as humans, we are meant to connect with other people. We are meant to be supported. That's not been the case. This We've been isolated. And so that just compounds the whole grieving process and the healing process and how it's challenging. So Amy is here today to talk about how can we normalize the conversation around grief, how unique the process is for everyone, and how we can actually support people during this time and experience. And it was through the loss of Amy's sister that her healing journey and her business idea of Dragonfly Vibes was created. And I absolutely love what she's doing and what she has created in honor of of the memory of her sister. It is absolutely beautiful. Honestly, it's so beautiful because there's no one path for healing. There really isn't. And what she has created is a series of products to support people on their healing journey, whether they're adults or children. And I I love it. So in this episode, Amy is sharing personal experience, firsthand experience, and what led her to create this business. Amy is a Navy veteran and a technology leader for an athletic apparel company. She is the founder and CEO of Dragonfly Vibes, and it is really here to support others in their grieving process. So it's beyond sympathy gifts. If you think about sympathy gifts, I always think of Amy because it's how can we support others more and helping them through this process. The other thing I love about Amy is that she uses the word and, and I think this is a really, it might sound silly, but it's really powerful because we can learn to feel and find gratitude. We can learn to be in one space and in the other at the same time. It's not all or nothing. And I think this is all what the healing journey can look like. It can be messy. It can be a roller coaster, and we can learn and embrace so many beautiful things through the process. So I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. Welcome to the show, Amy. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thank you, Marsha. I'm very grateful to have this opportunity to talk to you. Oh, I think that I'm first off, I'm grateful that you're here. And second, it's just so important because what you are here to share with us and talk about today is another one of those topics that is not talked about enough. I think that that's fair to say it's not talked about enough. So before we dive into you and your story, I just want a couple quick things for the audience. Where are you from? Originally from Minnesota, but have been raised in Oregon. So grew up in a small town in Oregon and then um, spent some time in the military, but have kind of come back home to Oregon. So, okay. I actually read that, that you'd spent some time in the military. How long were you in the military? I was in the Navy for five years and it was the most amazing experience ever. So very um, grateful for that opportunity because it, I think has shaped a lot of who I am today. I thank you for sharing that. I honestly have no um, experience 
at all in, in the military. So I just want to know, like what you say that those five years shaped you, what is something that you learned specifically that you still carry with you now from those years? Yeah, I was, I was so shy when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was the first time away from home. And for me, um, growing up in a small town, I would say there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't any diversity, not a lot of, there was none. And so I think going in the military helped me kind of gain independence and find myself. Mm. And the thing that still kind of has come with me and shaped me is as a woman, I had to learn how to stand up for myself Mm. and be my own person and, you know, ask for what I need and not let people trample over me. And I think that has really helped me in my corporate career, you know, as a friend, as a mom, as a wife. So I would say that is what I've kind of carried with me um, throughout my life since that, that opportunity. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And that's something you can continue to pass through your kids as well, right? It's having that voice and using your voice is, is so important. And if you've spent most of your life quiet or shy, like it's also hard to speak up, but then when you start to, you recognize how important it is to do that. Yeah. Agree. So agree there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Understanding. What is the superpower of yours? Oh, superpower. I'm all about getting it done. So I'm someone that believes in action. Uh, If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. uh, And I'm not going to leave any kind of stones unturned. So for me, it's just about getting it done, whether it's at work or the to-do list at home or helping a friend. I'm all about just getting things done Mm -hmm. uh, and being someone that people can rely on and depend upon and trust. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, as you are, so you have two young kids, you have a busy corporate career and you started, you're now a corporate career and an entrepreneur all during this time, right? All during this pandemic time. And we're definitely going to dive into that because that's a lot to take on, but not, but, and when you know, you have a mission and a purpose you find a way to get it done, which is what you're just sharing with us right now. Yeah, very true. Yes. Yeah. So you have started, how long have you been an entrepreneur? We'll talk a little bit more about your business in a second, but how long has it been now? I launched my business in September of 2021. It seems like it was a long, longer than that, but not that long ago. (laughs) No, that is not that long ago. And can you tell us about your business, what it's called? And then we're going to dive into the meaning behind it. Yeah. So my business is called Dragonfly Vibes. And we, the intent of my business is really supporting people on the healing journey that follows loss. And that's through community, it's through resources, and also through products that are intended to be more than a sympathy gift. Um, I, I, this is something that like we've run in a smaller circle in the last few months. And so I did get to hear more and more of your story, which I'm grateful to get to know you and understand the purpose behind the business and what you're doing. And I love how you said that it's not, it's more than a sympathy gift. Now I've heard you say that before, but I would love it if you would explain a little bit more to the audience, what that means to you. Yeah. Um, so if we think of losing someone, to me, that's that's an event. It's an event that changes your life forever. And from there, you're surrounded by people. They send you gifts, which are intended to be sympathy gifts, um, to acknowledge that a loss has occurred and to really let you know that they are thinking of you. Um, and I think the sympathy gift is important because it's kind of part of the journey. But what a lot of people don't realize is after you've had a memorial or a burial or whatever your, you know, your traditions may be, people go back to their lives and they continue living. And as a grieving person, the journey really is just beginning. It's really at that moment that healing likely is is starting and, and everyone's 
time frame is different because healing is something that has no timeline. And the more than a sympathy gift really is about how can I, through my business, support people on that journey with products that can help them. For example, uh, a healing journey, a journal that um, has prompts that really guide them through the things they may be thinking and feeling in a way that allows them to process those thoughts and emotions. Mm -hmm. So it's really intended to kind of be beyond that point where people have gone back to their lives and you're, you know, mostly on your own with maybe a smaller group of um, people supporting you, but it's where that journey of healing really begins. And you need things um, and things could be products. It could be therapy, you know, this, the healing comes in many different forms, but for me, I really want to support the healing because it can feel lonely and hard. And, and often we don't really know how to get beyond that moment that has happened with our, the loss of our loved one. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that because I appreciate that. And I think that it is, as we've spoken before, I mean, I've had a number of friends who've had loss and that, that is loss is not, I mean, we've, we've experienced a lot of loss over these last couple of years. And she said, you know, it was beautiful. Cause all of a sudden one day there was like her house was full of flowers. Everything was, was beautiful. And then all of a sudden they all died. And she said, I'm looking around going, isn't this symbolic? Like everything I have now that is to remind me of my loss all died at the same time. And I, that just hit me. This was just recently that that came up. And so I think it reminds me so much of what you're doing and what you're offering for that support, because the healing, it's a journey that people are going on. And there's also this, um, and maybe we can talk about this, some of the misconceptions of healing. And for example, like I had another friend who, lost her spouse. And once she had hit that one year mark, I couldn't believe the number of people that had said, but it's been a year. Like you've done, it's like, it's like a checkbox. Like I've done all of the milestone days and I should be good now, but she wasn't, nor should she. There's, there's no, I, so there's a lot of misconceptions and I just want to hear your take on that as somebody who has experienced it firsthand, which we'll get into your story, but also who has built a business to support others in this process. Yeah. The, 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 why aren't you over it yet? Comments are always just, um, people don't realize how hurtful those are. So hurtful. And if, unless you like, when you lose someone you love, it creates a hole in your life that never will go away. You really build your life as it becomes after that event um, and heal around that hole, but it's always there. And something that has become even more eye-opening for me as I'm part of various communities where people have lost loved ones is it can be a month, a year, five years, 10 years, and emotions can still come up. And, you know, there really is no, like after a year, everything's, there's no getting better. There's no getting over. There's no moving past. It's part of you for the rest of your life. And that doesn't mean that you're sitting and crying every single day. You can be sad and happy. You can grieve and heal. And I really think it's important for those on the outside looking in to not make some predefined time frame as to when someone should get over a loss because that is it's unrealistic and it's not the way it's not the way it works mm -mm. you know they they talk about the the phases of grief and to me it's about there's many different emotions you feel as you're grieving the loss of a loved one and you may feel some more than others and some may come up years later and I, and i so for me I, I don't buy into that. And I surround myself with people that are not going to say that to me because they know how important my sister was and that it's just not something you get over. Um, so, so I'm with you. It's, we need to stop saying that to people. It's, it's just so hurtful and unfair and, and unrealistic. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying it exactly like you did, because I think that that is a message we all need to hear, especially in a time and space where we have been more isolated. We have been more alone anyways. And now to go through loss and to feel like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not doing it right. Like I'm not, I'm not it's like, we just don't <laughs> need to be sending that message to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so your business was built out of your own experience and yeah. your own loss, wherever you feel comfortable, would you please share with where this business originated? Yeah. Um, as we talked about earlier, I, my full-time job is in corporate America um, and has been for many years. And never in my life did I ever once have the thought that I wanted to start my own business. Like I, I'm more about executing strategy versus someone that can define and build a strategy and, you know, building your own businesses. It's all about like defining a vision, mission, strategy, and executing it. Mm-hmm. And um, in August of 2020, my youngest and closest sister died unexpectedly. Um, so right, <laughs> kind of in the midst of the pandemic, um, I got a call on a Friday and by Sunday, she was gone. She lives in Florida, her three young children. And so it wasn't a situation where I could jump on a plane and fly and go see her um, because at that time, hospitals were not allowing people in. My mom had to get approval to come to the hospital for a very short period of time to be with my sister mm-hmm. and wasn't even able to be by her bedside when she died. So um, that was, you know, I've, I've lost my father. I've lost my grandfather. Um, I've lost other members of my family, but every loss is unique. And even, you know, the death of a person is unique to each individual that's impacted by that loss. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've honestly never experienced something so heartbreaking and almost like crippling (laughs) in my life as I have and did when I lost my sister. Although she lived in Florida, you know, we were roommates when we were younger. I was there when all three of our children were born. You know, we, we visited, we talked on the phone and she was my person. And, you know, I I honestly just didn't even know what to do. And, you know, over the course of the summer and into the holidays, you know, almost every night was spent like laying in bed, looking at sad quotes on Pinterest and kind of falling asleep crying because I honestly had no idea what I was going to do without my sister. And, you know, it, it was kind of weird. One night I happened to be looking at something it was actually a uh, a giving plate. And for those that maybe don't know what a giving plate is, it's it's a plate that is intended to travel from one person to another. It doesn't have an owner. And you know, you put yummy, wonderful things on it and you pass it on to someone who is in need. And then at the point that it makes sense, they then pass it on to someone else. And So I happened upon this giving plate and was like, oh, this is a really cool idea. And, you know, I was just, there was this calling that I was feeling that started with seeing that, that I needed to do something more. And from there, you know, I was like, well, maybe I could, you know, give some of those out and help some friends that are having a hard time. And, and then I started thinking about my, you know, two nieces and nephew that had lost their mom and researching like what's available for children who have lost a loved one. And again, I I saw a lot of what I call sympathy gifts, which again, have a place, but I didn't really see anything that could help them at the place they were in their loss and really guide them in their healing and remember remembering their mom and, you know, working through their feelings. And so Really from there, I just had all these ideas of, I need to do something more. I want to, you know, start a business and I want to help people like me that honestly probably have no idea what to do or how to get beyond the feeling of just being really lost and um, almost like your life is over. And that's really 
where this business was born from, like losing my sister and being someone who even prior to that, like I'm a helper by nature. I'm a fixer. And if I could help and fix, that would be my full-time job because I truly, in a very genuine way, want to help others. And this was a way that I could not only honor the memory of my sister, but also help others and help myself in my own healing. So that's kind of how my business was born. Thank you for sharing all of that. Honestly, I I so appreciate you and you being real and sharing this part of you because this is where some of the most impactful businesses can start from. And because there's a, you know, there's a purpose. You want to help others. You want to support them on the journey. And you're called Dragonfly Vibes. For those people who do not know, would you share the meaning of the dragonfly and why it spoke to you for your business? Yeah. So for many years, my sister and I had talked about getting matching tattoos. And it's every time we like started to kind of come up with what that would mean or make plans, she would end up pregnant. And so it seemed like this thing we wanted to do. And it, it never, never realized um, until she was out here in Oregon for my wedding. She was the matron of honor in my wedding. And we decided that after I got back from my honeymoon, she was still going to be in town and we would schedule an appointment and get our tattoos. And so we did. And on the top of our feet, we have a dragonfly and it has our initials intertwined into the body of it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the dragonfly is the connection to my sister, but it really has a lot of meaning. Dragonflies spend most of their life in the water and then they come out of the water and become these beautiful creatures um, and spend the rest of their very short life as dragonflies. And, you know, the, the idea is, you know, they're looking down on their friends in the water with like this intent to, to go see them, but they're not able to. And so one of the meetings for me you know, as far as the connection of the dragonfly is that although I can't see my sister, she is, she's here with me and part of me. And my logo has two dragonflies facing each other. And that is intended to kind of reflect my sister and I, um, as we kind of exist in this new form. But as I move forward, like as myself, I'm bringing her with me. Mm -hmm. And so the intent is that the dragonfly is a symbol of our ability to overcome difficult challenges, such as the loss of a loved one. And, you know, if you research, like they have many different colors and the different colors represent different things as well. But for me, it really is that connection to my sister and the fact that although very hard and not something we get over, we can move forward with that loss and overcome. And for me, that overcoming of just that moment that I felt very stuck and kind of drowning in my loss was, you know, my business and hoping that I can help others through, through what I offer. Thank you for sharing that. I know that's not easy, but I really appreciate you being real and sharing that because I also, I mean, even just looking at your logo, I see it as two dragonflies. Like I, I, and this is just my own thought, but I see it as that we're still always surrounded and and supported. And there's times where it's like, I feel that there is, you know, people who I have lost, who have been close to me that I almost feel in a sense, other their presence, whether it's through something or whether it is a, my, my quick um, story, my grandmother and I were really close. And when she was a day away from passing, she phoned me from the hospital and she was like, we, I want you to do the eulogy. And this is what I want you to say. And everyone here is saying it has to be X, Y, and Z who does it. And I want you to do it. And we had such a very like direct conversation. That was just who she was and how she was. But the dove was always something that was symbolic of her and something she always loved. And there are times where I might have this, like, not crossroads, but these moments. And I will look out and I'm like, 
where did that dove come from? Because we have not had a dove in our backyard. And it's interesting. We just had one the other day. There was actually two side by side. And I looked up and I was like, okay, that is not a coincidence. I asked my husband, have you seen that before? He goes, I've never seen those back there. Like it was just this most bizarre thing. Do you have moments like that where you feel connected to her, whether it's a dragonfly or something else? And I just would love for you to speak to that because I know I'm not the only person who's experienced that. Yeah, it is. Those moments are, I don't know, they're, they're very magical mm-hmm. <laughs> and they bring a self, a kind of a sense of calm. And for me, honestly, prior to my sister's death, um, you know, you see dragonflies and they're amazing creatures, but you don't really put a lot of thought in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after she died, it's almost like I saw them all the time. And, you know, I'd shortly after I had a trip planned to the coast and went with some friends and of all places, like I'm standing there, you know, looking over the balcony out at the ocean and a dragonfly literally flew up into my face. It felt like it paused and then it went up over my head and it was at a moment where I was thinking of her. And so, yes, I, I do feel I'm a believer of signs. And for me, the dragonfly is very symbolic, but also, you know, her favorite colors were purple and orange. And so I see a lot of purple and orange in the sunrise or the sunsets. And, um, you know, I'm out on walks and I'll see certain colored rocks, painted rocks, and, you know, they'll say things that speak to me. And so, yes, I, I do feel like those signs are there. And if you, you know, look and watch and like have your eyes open, you're going to notice them more than if you don't. And it always brings, you know, a sense of peace for me, like knowing that she's with me and knowing that she always will be. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's kind of crazy when those things happen because it's like, okay, you're almost like, okay, I need to pause and think about, is there something that I'm doing or something that has recently happened that I need to reflect on and learn or take or do something with. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's always a pause and a, a reflection moment because I do feel that signs show up for a reason. And we may not know in that moment, like the why, but I do believe that at some point we, it, it reveals itself and we maybe aren't even making the connection. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. I just, I know that that is something that has come up many, many times for people. And I think it's, I mean, if it's, if it helps you, if you're listening and it helps you to feel supported, great. Don't let anyone else, like it, it can mean whatever you want it to mean, but if it helps you to feel supported, then, then take it, then take that, take those feelings because again, no one is walking in your shoes. Right. And I think that that's the other piece I wanted to ask you about is there's grieving and then there's grieving in a global pandemic where you can't go to see people. You couldn't, you couldn't go into a hospital. You couldn't, you know, it was a, I had surgery in October of 2020 and I was in the hospitals. They told me one, one, maybe two days max. It was five days and I almost died twice and I was by myself and it was mentally, it took everything I had because I was so alone. It was such a heart and such a, a fear, a fear ridden, energy that was so hard to be around. So losing somebody during this past two years, how can you, could you speak life into that? Could you explain anything? How it's different to grieve now compared to, it's not that it's different, worse or please don't anybody listening. It's not saying one's better, worse or the same. I just wanted to have the reflection of the grief that people have experienced during this time and how it is different. Yeah, I do feel that it adds, uh, it's different in the sense that it it adds another layer of complexity that you have to work through in your healing. And I, I did a, um, a live on Instagram some time ago talking about grieving in isolation. And really, that's what it was. I mean, when someone dies, we surround that person and that personal connection is really what helps them get through that moment. And kind of ability to kind of just 
get through the moments that come from that loss and start to take some steps forward. And we weren't able to have that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't have friends and family at my house. My friends had to drop things off to my door. I couldn't go and get together with my family and talk about memories and get on a plane and fly to see my nieces and nephews because it was right in the midst of the pandemic. I mean, none of that was, I don't want to say allowed. It wasn't a a smart choice to make. We were limited to the number of people that could be at the, you know, the cemetery where we buried my sister. The way it is more complicated is you don't have that connection. It really, you know, I had my husband and my children, which I'm grateful for because honestly, without that, things would have been much harder, but not having and being surrounded by people and allowing them to really hold you and and carry you is something that you have to work through in your healing because it is another layer of, you know, we don't get to go back and redo those moments. No, we don't. You know, you can't go back and hold someone's hand in the hospital when they're dying. You can't go back and relive the moment in time where everyone is just feeling so broken and holding each other and, you know, saying it's, you know, we're going to get through this together. Mm -hmm. You don't get those moments back. And, And I think that's what makes it harder for people that have lost loved ones during the pandemic, because those moments we don't get back. And yeah, it's, it's just something we're going to have to work through and carry with us um, and figure out a way to, I guess, come to peace with it because there, you know, there's a lot of woulda, shoulda, couldas, and this is just one that you can't, you can't redo, unfortunately. No. And I think we're, we were all doing the best that we could with the information that we had at the time. And like you said, there is no right or wrong way to do it. I look at even in our immediate close family, if we, I think if we actually counted, we just did this the other day that I think there's six or seven celebrations of life that we would be, if they did have them, that we would have we would have not like, we didn't get to this past two years and we weren't unable to. And so that's a lot. Right. And if you think about it is I know that funerals are not necessarily for the immediate family because it's, it's draining and it's hard for them, but it does give them a chance to see how much their loved one was appreciated or how much they were seen or valued. And without any of that, it's just all of a sudden it's just done. It's just done. And, and that piece of the grieving process is not happening. Yeah. And it also, I mean, it being able to have people surround you and have, you know, the services you want to have bring closure to that part of the the journey. And, you know, for us, you know, my sister died early August and we weren't able to have her burial until November. Mm -hmm. And so there was all of this built up, you know, angst and just feelings that none of us were really able to move from until we were able to kind of close out that kind of part of the loss and take the steps forward beyond that. And, you know, some people chose to do virtual events, which again, I think are amazing that we were able to have those sorts of opportunities, but it still doesn't quite create that personal connection and like the touch and the like warmth that comes with being physically present with people. hundred percent agree. Thank you for sharing all of that because I just, I, I knew I wanted to ask about that piece of it because this has been another challenge of the last couple of years is grieving and how different it looks. Now you have, I mean, I still, if you think about it, like you, you went through such an incredibly difficult, close personal loss and you still have young kids and you decided to start a business to honor that I could to honor this process, not just for your sister, but to honor this process to support others. And that really shows how important it is for you and how much, you know, it can help others. So can you tell us what kinds of products and things you have in your business? Yeah. So As I mentioned, my goal is to really support the healing journey that follows loss. 
And, you know, I think there's two pieces that I focused on. One was more products that would support adults or young adults, teens, and then also children. And so from a children's perspective, we have a build a memory box and it's intended to kind of be a form of art therapy. And um, it's a wooden box. It comes either painted or just natural wood with kind of an assortment of art supplies. And the intent is that children can create their own memory box that they can store their treasured items in from their loved one. And, you know, so not only is it something they can have forever and go to when they need to, but they can put their own kind of personal touch on their memory box. And then for adults, um, I created a healing journey, a healing journal. It's called Grief Unfiltered, and it's organized in different kind of categories. And so there's um, kind of journal prompts around memories. There's um, support, self-care, and then new beginnings. And new beginnings is really intended to be about that chapter beyond the loss and kind of what you do as you move forward. I also have coloring for comfort box, and that is a coloring book, again, with the intent of art therapy, because it, when you're grieving, you're so overwhelmed by emotion that the idea through art therapy is that you're really focused on something Um, You're very intentional and you're almost taking yourself out of those emotions to be able to focus on, on coloring because it requires you to, you know, just be very focused. And then the other item is I just launched a self-care for healing. Mm -hmm. And again, when we are grieving, we're often not thinking of ourselves (laughs) and It's the point where we need to be taking care of ourselves, but it's almost impossible to. And so the intent of this box is really, again, it's an assortment of products and, you know, gives you the opportunity to try out different things, whether it's, you know, using one of the bath bombs to take a bath um, or there's just empty journals where you can journal your thoughts So the idea, again, is really about the healing journey and having items to support that. There's comfort cards that you can pick one out each day and read as you're, you know, having an emotional moment or just need something to ground yourself. But the idea is it's kind of taking one day at a time, one step at a time and having tools available to support you wherever you're at in those moments. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that. So now if somebody was interested in getting a box for someone else, we'll make sure all of your links are in the show notes. Do they go and pick which box they feel would be the best for them or are they custom boxes? How does that work? Yeah. So I do have some, what I'll call kind of custom, uh, kind of pre-built boxes, if you say, which have options. And so let's take the build a memory box as an example, kind of the base box is the box with the art supplies. And then you can add on a book. It's called the memory box. And you can add on a teddy bear that has a shirt on it that says, um, uh, with, uh, you'll always be with me. Um, so there is some kind of customization available. Um, again, the coloring for comfort and the journaling for comfort come with like a core set of products And then there are some options. Um, I'm also adding just individual products out there. And so if you wanted to kind of create your own assortment, or if you're not sure what to get someone, I have customized healing boxes and you can reach out to me and I can help you figure out what would make the best gift for someone. Um, And it really depends on the individual it depends on where they're at in their journey. Being very honest, someone that just lost someone 
very recently is likely not going to be ready to write in a healing journal. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you can't give that to them because it's something that at some point in their journey, they would be ready for. But that idea is to kind of create an assortment that allows them to have things that they could use immediately um, versus have available as they progress in their journey. So if you're not sure, reach out to me and I would love to assist you in putting together the perfect gift for someone's healing journey. Thank you for sharing all of that. And again, we'll make sure that everything is in the show notes because I want people to be able to take a look at what you have available and how it just can be personalized and really meant to support so many different people. I'm sure this has not been a straightforward, straight line learning process. Listen, it's, I mean, it is being an entrepreneur. I forget, I just saw a quote the other day and I was like, oh, that is it exactly. Like if you are looking for, a confirmation, validation, want to know what your next steps are. This is a tough, <laughs> being an entrepreneur is really tough sometimes, but I give you so much credit because like with all the pieces that you have and you're juggling in your life, that you have created a product and a business that is can support others in their true time of need. And I just wanted to honor you on that because this is, this is the kind, again, this is, it's exactly the kind of topics that we like to have on this show because grief is not talked about a lot and it is definitely, I don't know, categorized, shamed, judged, and we don't need people to feel more and more alone in their own healing journey. Yeah. I, I was thinking of something while you were, you kind of jogged my memory and if, if those that are listening, if you were to take nothing else away from this conversation, what I would offer is grief is hard and healing is a journey. And I think it's important to note that that journey is going to look different for each of us. One thing that I do believe is true is that our loved ones would not want us to stop living. And to get to a place where you can be open to the idea that it is okay to move forward is going to look different for each of us. But I, I think whether you had passions you were going after prior to the loss or had ideas of things you wanted to do leading up to it, or like me, like never imagined ever that you would start your own business. Mm-hmm. The important thing is that life does move forward and it can move forward while, you know, respecting the feelings that you're having, you know, respecting the loss that you've experienced, but also taking the memories of that person forward with you on whatever that new journey looks like. Because I know for sure my sister would not want me to continue to lay in bed every night and cry um, by looking at sad quotes. I mean, I know that's not who would she would want me to become. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for us to continue living and follow your passions or create new ones because there are people out there that need whatever it is you're offering, whether it's just being a good person, um, whether it's a product or service that you want to provide. And I think it's through through that that we're really honoring the person that we've lost and growing from it and bringing it forward with us into the future. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. I could not agree more. I honestly couldn't agree more. And I think it was just something that definitely needed to be said. I'll make sure everything is in the show notes. The best place to connect with you would be where? Yeah. So my website is www.shopdragonflyvibes.com mm-hmm. and you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at shop dragonfly vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also email me at info at shop So yeah, that's, that's how you can connect with me. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing and thank you for being here and sharing your journey, because this is really what we talk about on this show, especially is we all have those turning points, those moments where it's like, 
Maybe this could support someone else. Maybe this actually can help someone else in a time of need. Wait, now I actually feel more purpose from what I'm doing. And I like, it's, it's an interesting experience, isn't it? When you can step into that. And I'm just from the little time that I've known you, I can see that in the sense, but is that something you would say resonates? Is that, you know what, now you have found a purpose with all of the pain that you did feel and experience with the loss of your sister. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, um, if I was in a position to do this full time, I would. And my hope is at some point in the future, you know, whether it's as I look forward at some point in the very far future to retirement, that it is something that I can do full time because it, there is a lot of passion that comes into the work that I'm doing. And, it's been very healing and fulfilling and emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it it's almost like the perfect storm of all of that coming together. And although a, a very hard topic, I would say my li- eyes light up when I'm putting a package together for someone to put in the mail. I mean, that moment is truly um, just something I really enjoy because I know that I'm sending something off to help someone who is in a place that is really hard. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate you and all of the work that you're doing. I have, I'm so grateful that you're here to share this journey, to share what you've done and what you've created. And I know it will continue to inspire someone else. So thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate the opportunity and look forward to talking and working with you in the future. Yeah, we definitely, we did not cross by accident, right? I love how this, I love how it all works. I do. Um, If I could ask you one more question, this last question, and you know what it is, but is what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Yeah. So um, I have been thinking about this for a long time after listening to your, to your (laughs) podcast and, you know, I come from a large blended family um, of nine and Mm. growing up, I like, we got together for everything, whether it was the holidays or birthdays, you name it. Like that was my, my tribe and, you know, going in the military and getting older and, you know, being the last of my siblings to get married and have children, our circles change and evolve. And for me, I think, especially with the loss of my sister, the, I guess, lesson I'm most grateful for, and also I think a harder lesson is that your circle is not always completely filled with just family. And I am very grateful for my circle of support that I've had prior to and through the loss of my sister, because honestly, without them, life would be really hard. And so that's really what I'm grateful for. And again, a lesson that, you know, can be hard to learn, you know, life changes as we grow older and as people come in and out of our lives and we lose people, the circle we have, the shape of that changes. And I think acknowledging and accepting and being okay with that And not in a way that like there's any will, ill or bad feelings, but just knowing that there are different roads that all of us take and some intersect um, and some don't. And having a very close knit, strong circle that I'm surrounded by and there's balance in the giving and um, receiving has been a, a blessing to be very honest with you. I love that answer. And I, I just sit here, I'm smiling because I think that was something I've learned over the last like four or five, six years is that the circle can change a lot and that some of your strongest pillars of support might not be blood relatives. They, and that's okay. Like there's nothing, it's allowing those, allowing different people in to support us at different times in our life. And then all of a sudden recognizing that I would just wouldn't be the person I am today if I hadn't come through these experiences with these people. So I, I find many times I literally will stop and I'm just so grateful for who is in my life today 
And a lot of them weren't here five or six years ago. They just weren't. So it's such a beautiful reminder. And your circle is meant to change. It's meant yeah. to change as we grow. Yeah. And I also think you learn a lot about your circle when you lose someone. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are people that, you know, it's just the right thing to surround someone when they have lost a loved one. But when folks go back to their lives, which, you know, they need to do, those that are left, um, they're your people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones that are going to show up every day. They're the ones that if you call, there's not a question of like, don't have time or, you know, could we do it another day? And um, I think that is the hardest thing people find when they lose someone is that someone they thought that was a really good friend maybe isn't. Mm -hmm. And again, that is okay, but it allows you to really reevaluate what's important to you and the, you know, the values that are important to you and, and what you want to associate yourself with. And so I, I think that is something that I've seen a lot in social media, just people realizing that. And it's on top of a loss. It's a hard lesson to learn because you feel your friends are your friends. And again, I think people are put in your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. And not everyone is meant for certain types of needs. And we just have to to work through that and know where everyone kind of fits in, in the different circles of support. Mm-hmm. So well said, have you, I don't know the quote off by heart, but it's the seasons, reasons, and lifetimes. Like sometimes people come into your life for a season, a reason or a lifetime. And there have been many times in my life where I stop and go, okay, that was a seasons person. Or that was a reasons person. I needed to learn something about myself, not you know, as a blame towards them, but learning something, they've taught me something. And it's, it is interesting. People are meant to ebb and flow in of our in and out of our lives. So many times I go back to the seasons, reasons and lifetimes quote. Yeah. I love that quote. Cause it is, again, it, it doesn't imply that if you're one of those three, that it means diminishes the value, no. No. but it, it means that it, it's not a one size fits all. No. And that's just kind of the way life is. And it's all good. Thank you so much for being here and for talking about a topic that has not been talked about enough. And this is literally, like, this is literally the work that I love to see on this podcast and the people that we get to talk to, because we need more people talking about the things that people don't necessarily want to talk about. That's how we can create change and open up dialogue on topics that might make people uncomfortable. And just because it might make you uncomfortable doesn't mean that we shouldn't be talking about it. In fact, I think I go the opposite. I think that we should be talking about it more. So I thank you for being here and for doing this. Honestly, proud of you and grateful to know you. Thank you, Marsha. Have a great rest of your day and week. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.